We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The names behind the numbers. The stories behind the names. This is the Her Hoop Stats Podcast with John Little. Yeah, it motivates me. You know, it's exciting. It's a, I mean, that's every, that's been my dream, you know. Since I first started playing basketball, going to the WNBA, that's been my goal. The biggest newsmakers, the best storytellers. The Her Hoop Stats Podcast. Here's your host, John Little. What is up? Welcome into the Her Hoop Stats Podcast. I'm your host, John Little. I don't know if you've missed me, but I've missed you. That's all I can say. Thanks so much for being here. Make sure to follow the podcast, You know, subscribe to it on iTunes, leave us a rating, a review. We always appreciate that, and we've got so many good things going on. I am so thankful for... Uh, just all the contributors, it seems like a dozen people, you know, uh, come in and out of this space on your feed, the Her Hoop Stats podcast on a weekly basis. So uh, I appreciate their contributions. I appreciate you listening and subscribing. Let's keep it going. Um, it is time to talk to our first guest in quite a while. And what a great guest it is. At the time, I talked to her a couple weeks ago. She was the leading scorer in the nation. Since then, she's been overtaken by Caitlin Clark for the moment, and we'll see how things shake down. But Anastasia Hayes has made an incredible impact at Middle Tennessee, her hometown school, as they head into the Conference USA tournament. In a couple days here, we'll find out whether she's the Conference USA Player of the Year. Certainly, uh, it's going to be her or or, uh, Nancy Mulkey, I would uh, guess, from Rice. So we'll see how that shakes down, but uh, certainly an incredible season for Hayes and for Middle Tennessee. They come in as one of the favorites in the Conference USA Tournament. So let's talk to Anastasia Hayes. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. Uh, Really fun to watch what you've done this year. 28.2 points a game. All right, I just want to start with this. Was that ever a goal or a dream of yours to lead the nation in scoring? Um, You know what? It's never been like a a goal, but... Um, one of my coaches, Matt Insel, who's on our coaching staff now, 
um, he recruited me when I was at Ole Miss and well, when he was at Ole Miss and he told me that I could come to his school and lead the nation in scoring. And, you know, like I ne- it never really set with me. And then like, you know, a few a few years later and he comes up to me, he's like, remember, I told you you'd be leading the nation in scoring. I was like, yeah, you did tell me that. Like he really did. So I never really expected it, but you know, I just let the game like come to me this year and think things like this have just happened for me. So what do you think Matt saw in you uh, then? Has he ever said, you know, this is why I think that what, what about your game in particular caused a very, you know, knowledgeable basketball mind to say, Hey, come on, let's do this. Well, I feel like my speed, he always talks about how fast and my speed and the, the hard work ethic that I have and, just playing hard on the court all the time. I feel like um, that's what he's always told me, and that's what he's always loved about my game, and just the willingness to win and the hard work and the heart that I have for the game and the love that I have for the game and, you know, like my speed, a few aspects that he always talks about. So That's awesome. Yeah, Where was that love for the game born? When do you first remember just absolutely being in love with basketball? Really, I never was a basketball player um, growing up. I was a softball player until around um, sixth grade or seventh grade. I decided to be a basketball manager from my middle school. And I was like, I do not want to be a manager anymore. Like, I want to play the game. Like, I actually want to play. So, um uh, seventh grade year, I decided, like, this is what I want to do. I want to play basketball. And from the first, every time I stepped on the court and tried out for the team, that's when I um, fell in love with basketball. What was the key part in your development? What helped you leap forward from, you know, a softball player who played basketball on the side? When did you know that you were basketball that was the thing for you this is what I'm really good at and uh, and when did you become a star um I would say around eighth grade I think my first offer was either from NCSU or Ole Miss and that was my first college offer ever so I was like all right this is where this is where I'm gonna get to college with you know so basketball this is what it is like basketball is it's what I want to do and um when I got my first letter from um, playing in basketball games, that's when I was like, okay, basketball, this is this is it. That is awesome. What a story. Anastasia Hayes is with us, leads the nation in scoring, part of the Becky Hammond uh, watch list that we have at Her Hoop Stats. And so um, uh, we're just really impressed with what, obviously, you've done this season, but your team as well. Let's uh, take a step back, look at the team as a whole. As you guys in conference play have only lost two what do you think really helped you get it into gear after non-conference play? You know, COVID kind of set us back. We were in a groove. Our team was in a groove. We were working out, working hard every single day in the summer, everything. We we were working really hard. So that first game was a little setback that we missed and um, that we had to take almost three weeks off. So that was a little setback. So we trained our minds like, you know, we lost our first few games in non-conference, and we really didn't want to lose anymore. And um, we got in the gym and worked extra hard. We knew we had to work a little extra because we were behind. And we knew in conference play we really weren't trying to lose any games. So um, having that mindset and um, staying together as a team 
working really hard in practice. Our coaches pushes push us a lot, and we need that. So um, just having that mindset that we're not going to lose any game, is, I think that's what's helped us a lot. You're a local kid from Murfreesboro, obviously. And, uh, you know, you, you make it back around after starting your career at Tennessee, back to Middle Tennessee. But, uh, you know, what was your per- per- uh, perception of the Middle Tennessee program as you were growing up in that area? Always, like, I always would um, hear about MTSU women's basketball, how good they were, how um, much of great of a program this school was, how many championships, like, they won a few championships and always heard about um, Coach Rick Insel and their family and the Insel family being in Murfreesboro and um, how much everyone loves MTSU women's basketball around, like, the fans and around Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It was always brought about, brought to my attention. Um, the camps. In high school, I played in camps. In high, in, at MTSU in, um, in high school, the state championship was here. So, um MTSU women's basketball is is huge in Murfreesboro. Yeah, and it's just it seems like it never stops. Now that you're in the program, what do you think you know sets it apart as far as the the pillars of the program that just never change that help you guys to you know just kind of reload every year instead of ever having to rebuild? It seems. Yes, you know, being actually being here in the program and having the fans even love you even more, and um, just like, like I always talk about the fan base because they're amazing. Like we try to play for our fans and just being able to play and be in this program. It's amazing. Like I'm blessed and I'm honored and I'm very grateful to be here. You guys are on a three week layoff right now. Um, that's happened this year. It just, uh, you know, you, you can't control it, it. It seems whether it's, uh, you know, something on your team or something on the other team, mm-hmm. you know, games are going to get lost this year. What have you tried to do mentally and physically over the last three weeks to prepare for the stretch run? Staying in shape, um, eating the right foods, but mainly keeping my team, you know, focused how we've been and getting my teammates who weren't in quarantine to come to the gym, work getting extra shots to keep us in shape, you know, keep the momentum going because we don't want to lose that. So, you know, just watching film, like doing anything I can to or we can to keep um, our momentum, our momentum going. And we've had our first practices this week since we've been like on like a break. And the first one was pretty rough, but like after that, we we look really. I've been really really excited to see what we're going to do on Friday. So that's awesome. I'm sure you're excited to get back out there. But it's not unique to you. You know, Rice has had to go through it. They they just had uh, uh, a full month off. North Texas, I know, yeah. had three weeks mm-hmm. off. It just um, it it happens this season, and it's really really odd. Um, maybe one thing good is that rest because you have to play those back to backs this year. And you're a forty minute a game player a lot of times. You play hard, you already said it. What have you learned about how to approach those back to backs? How to approach recovery. Um, I've been in the um training room a lot more, just making sure that I'm eating a lot better and um really staying in the training room, getting treatment if I need it, if I'm sore, like massages, whatever I need done, um, or whatever our team needs done, that's what we're doing. I feel like recovery is the most important thing, after, especially after that first game and, um, you know, getting all the treatment that I need so we can be ready to play again right after, you know, play another game. 
But I mean, I don't really look at it like that because come tournament time, you're going to be playing. This is kind of preparing us to be able to um, play for, you know, we're going to have to play back to back to back in tournament time. So um, it's just preparing us um, on a positive note on that end, I would say. And as you look forward to tournament time, Hopefully you are one of those uh, top two seeds. It looks like you guys are almost a lock there and, you know, able to, um, uh, you know, get that first round by. Uh, but I'm sure you also want to play a tournament game because you guys were kind of left waiting in the wings last year on that Black Thursday when everything uh, got canceled. What do you remember about that day in Frisco a year ago? What I remember, we, our team, we were on a mission. Like, we were not losing. Like, we were just on a mission. Like, you could just tell. You could feel it. And we were out there warming up, getting ready to play. We go out and do our first warm-up. And then we come back in. We're getting ready to get a motiv- We get our motivational speech from our coach. We come back, you know, go warm up again a little bit. And the ref tells us that we can't play. And we're just like, are you serious? And we really didn't believe them. And... So that that really hurt us. We were very sad about that. Had to find a flight home as fast as we could. Our senior charity, we were really sad for her and it was just it just left left us on a bad bad note. So it hit us hard and our team was very upset about that. So that kind of gave us a mindset in the summer like this summer to just work extra extra hard because you never know like, I know the mindset this year is like, you never know when the game's going to be taken from you. And I feel like that helped um, really um, make us see that in the game of basketball, not to take it, take advantage of it and take every game, like, don't take any game for granted. Well, it doesn't look like you guys have done that this season. And certainly in conference play, you have ramped things up uh, for sure. Um, and we're speaking with Anastasia Hayes, the nation's leading scorer. Um, you know, as far as playing your best basketball at the right time of the year, what does that mean for Middle Tennessee this season? So when you guys are at your best, what are you doing as opposed to those games where you're slipping just a bit? Um, We're executing on offense. We're executing on defense, especially on defense. We're helping each other on the floor when we're playing defense, pointing at each other, being keeping each other encouraged, staying positive with one another, everyone smiling, being happy. When we're playing like that and we're everyone's clicked in and we're involved, everyone's together, we can't be stopped. So I feel like playing great defense and executing on offense um, is um, MTSU women's basketball. You're now three years into your career, two years on the floor, but three years into your career at Middle Tennessee. And uh, just take a step back with us to the end of the 17-18 season at Tennessee. A good one for you. You're named sixth woman of the year in the SEC. I, I mean, you really started out on the right foot. But tell us about the, the thought process as you were thinking about uh, what to do next and how it ended up that you would play at middle with your sister. Um, you know, I I've come from a very close family oriented family. So um, I know that my sister was being recruited by MTSU and uh, when she committed and my parents live literally 10 minutes down the road, my sister goes to school 10 minutes down the road and I'm very close to my family. So I knew coming back home would probably be the best thing for me. And um, like I said, being close to my family and friends is what helped me and having coaches who 
I already knew. Um, I played for Tom Insel in AAU for Tennessee Flight. I knew Coach Matt. He recruited me in eighth grade. Um, MTSU recruited me in eighth grade for a little while. So just being around people who who I was comfortable with and who I really knew and being around my family was um, was the reason why I came here. Some players don't consider it a very attractive thing to play at home, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, for some people, that's a little bit of a turnoff. You, you get a star player like yourself in town and, you, you know, you can never get her back. What would you say to maybe a kid that's considering going away? And I, I know you were still in state, but playing at home, why is it not such a bad thing? Playing at home is not bad at all. You get to be around the people who love you the most, people who you know, people who you're comfortable with. Fans, they really enjoy you. They get to come back and watch you. They watch you in high school. Then they get to come back and watch you here at NTSU on another level. And it's amazing. Like, it, it really is a like at first, at first I was like, I do not want to be so close to home. Then when I finally realized like, you're, I'm comfortable here. This is home. So um, I would say to any little girl that being at home is, is just as good as going away. You're not the first Murfreesboro native uh, to star at Middle Tennessee. You had Alex Johnson uh, a few years back, right? Yeah. Uh, you've had yeah. others along the way as well uh, where these are, uh, you know, just outstanding players, uh, could have been stars anywhere they went and decided to stay home. Ty Petty, another one. I almost, almost yeah. forgot about Ty, a great guard um, back in the day. What is it in the water uh, in, in Murfreesboro where you got these just incredible players? Yeah. Well, Murfreesboro is just a basketball city. I mean, we love we we love and we cherish basketball here. We take pride in basketball. I feel like those all that all those players you mentioned, they were all great players, and they I, I feel they would feel the same way. You know, we just we love the game here in Murfreesboro, and everyone does. Again, Anastasia Hayes is our guest here. So um, as you guys prepare to get back up on the floor uh, in the last uh, four games of the regular season leading on to the conference tournament, is there anybody, any team that you owe payback (laughs) once it comes conference tournament time? Not necessarily that you know that you're going to play them, but is there any team you're really hoping to face once you get to the conference tournament in Frisco? You know, I would say that I'm really just like, I feel like, well, when we got cut short, we were supposed to play um, La Tech last year, but they um, took us off the court and then we couldn't play them again last week because of a COVID situation. So um, I'm kind of anxious to play them again um, if we meet up with them. But other than that, like, I'm just, we're just taking it game by game. We don't care who we play, who we, you know, we're just taking it game by game, I would say. Outstanding. Uh, Mm -hmm. Another question I had for you, Um, you know, Michelle Vopel, her last uh, uh, mock draft, she had you in there. I mean, you would be an early entry. Um, Is that something you're even thinking about at this point as far as uh, possibly coming out early? Um. It's it's a thought, but, you know, we're just going to take it this season how it is, how it goes. Um, I really don't know what I'm going to do this, um, this year. So, like I said, just trying to finish the year off, um, great is all I'm focused on right now and continue to 
get better and win our conference championship and win, get to the NCAA tournament and do things that um, hasn't done here in a long time. I asked Charlie Collier the same thing, and she had basically the same answer. So I'm not just trying to single you out, okay? Right. But, oh, no. I understand. No, I don't think you are at all. But what does it mean to you um, to you know be named in a mock draft like that? And I, does it um, – I, I always wonder that. Does that put more pressure on you as a player? Does that excite you? Does that motivate you? What does that do for you when you see your name – uh, up there in light, so to speak. Um, it, it, I was, yeah, it motivates me. You know, it's exciting. It's a, I mean, that's every, that's been my dream. You know, um, since I first started playing basketball, going to the WNBA, that's been my goal. So, um, it's just exciting. It's a, I feel so honored, and yeah, I just feel super, super blessed and honored, and to see my name up there and to be, you know even thought about is just an honor so outstanding well thank you so much for your time today we so appreciate it um you are a bright spot for conference usa for the state of tennessee and for women's basketball as well really appreciate your time and congrats on the success so far thank you so much for your time Anastasia Hayes from Middle Tennessee. Good luck to MTSU as they head into the Conference USA tournament and to all of the teams that play their tournaments this week. Um, I've got a tournament this week, the Southland Conference Tournament in Katy, Texas. I'm going to be doing all those games on ESPN+, Plus, all of them except for the championship, which airs on CBS Sports Network. So uh, make sure to tune in if you want some Southland basketball. That SFA team looking really, really good. Thanks to everybody that contributes to this show. Susie Solis is our announcer. Our music by Jared Derrick. Aaron Barzilai is the executive producer. I'm John Little reminding you at the Her Hoop Stats podcast, we're unlocking better insight about the women's game. Her Hoop Stats. Stats.